0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 68 of the podcast that was originally recorded on April 29th of 2015. Some of the games I played for the week: Pathfinder Adventure Card Games, Skull and Shackles, Organized Play. I played some Dice Masters. DC came out this week. Everybody's enjoying that. Roll for the Galaxy. I played some Elite Dangerous. Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment. A little Jaipur in Las Vegas. And then, of course, I talked about a couple of games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and we are on episode 68. Hey, you can find us on the internet. Send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whati'mplayingnow@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at now. Don't forget to drop the G. You can follow me on Facebook. Just do a search on Facebook for What I'm Playing Now. We also have a Google Plus page at plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course our Twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, we're going to jump into some of the games I played for the week. We're going to start off with the weekly regulars is what it seems to be. And that would be the for the first one, our Pathfinder adventure card game Skull and Shackles. We're working through the organized play. We actually finished up. Scenario Adventure 4, Island of the Damned. And the last one for that, the last scenario for that is The Impossible Bottle. This one was a very interesting test of our wills, I guess you could say. We came very close to actually failing this one because I believe we finished this one on the last blessing card of the deck. We were able to get somebody to defeat the villain and have all the locations closed. The other thing about this one, it was really interesting. We had to sit there for a couple of minutes and and kind of figure out how we were going to play this one because what you're actually supposed to do in this game is after you put all the henchmen and villains in the decks, you're supposed to basically divide the decks into two different locations per location. So we were looking up in the forums to actually see how other people did that. We just house ruled that basically you, we pretty much had to find the villain or henchman to be able to close a location. You couldn't just go through one side of five cards to close a location because that just seemed kind of cheap in that you can possibly get through without encountering probably the henchman of the villain so we house ruled that as to how to play it it didn't seem like there was an official ruling that was set on the forums it seems like it's going to be revisited at some time so we all sat there talked for a few minutes made the house ruling and it was we I'd, I'd be very interested to see what the house or what the actual ruling for this goes to see if we were corrected our house ruling because like I said we finished this literally on the last blessing card which we I couldn't believe it was it was extremely close and we had to really plan those last couple of cards and what people were going to do where they were going to be and how and how many blessings we had on the table to basically just be able to finally kill that villain. So then, after we cleaned out the box of cards from the, some of the older editions, we jumped into Run Out the Guns and we played 05A. Meanwhile, in the Shackles, this one definitely wasn't as hard as the previous one because of all the different locations. Some of the monsters definitely were a little rougher. We seemed to pull a lot of um, monsters from Scenario 5, as well as getting a lot of very nice items and loot and boons from uh, the fifth deck. So I think everybody was able to upgrade at least one level 5 card, be it maybe a weapon for some of our fighters. I think I got a level 5 spell. Everybody I think was pretty much able to round out their decks with one nice level 5 card which everybody was very pleased with. I I was very surprised that we actually saw that many level 5 cards come out because it seemed like when we added the 4s the the 4 decks to, or the 4 deck to the box, 4s just didn't seem to be as plentiful as as they were playing through all 4 of those scenarios. So what we're going to try to do next week is We're going to try to maybe show up maybe an hour, hour and a half early, and we're going to try to knock out the rest of Scenario 5. So then we only have Scenario 6 left, and we'll do that over the course of a couple of weeks because I think we're going to go back to basically like maybe a first and third Sunday of the month. And since we're close to the end and since it's getting nice out and people want to do some more things outside, so that should be pretty cool. But I think we're close to the end of this one, and we're really looking forward to Wrath of the Righteous, which is the next box set coming out for Pathfinder. It'll be pretty cool once that comes out. All right, then we're going to jump over to Dice Masters. So the DC set was released today, and I don't, I didn't get a full gravity feed this time for DC. I only got a starter set and then played in a draft. I like the cards so far, but I just really think that there are. I don't know if I really like where the game's going. It seems like the distribution of super rares and rares in a lot of the gravity feeds has gone back to the uncanny days. It seems like the D&D set was kind of, I guess I should say, kind of like a one-off. I'm not too sure how Yu-Gi-Oh! was since I didn't buy any gravity feeds for Yu-Gi-Oh! But from what I've seen from... We went through a whole gravity feed for our draft yesterday, and then I watched a couple other people open up gravity feeds. I have to say that it didn't seem like there were a lot of super rares getting pulled. Now, during our draft... I was able to open up a Constantine, but I did not win Constantine. The team I had put together from DC failed miserably and horribly, and I just, it was just a really bad night all around. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see how some of these cards actually actually play with some of the other sets. It seems like DC is going to be played probably for the next couple of weeks before we allow mixing in of other cards. I may take a break for a couple of weeks and maybe just do drafts whenever we do a draft here once in a while. I'm just going to take a little break from Dice Masters. I think hence the reason why I didn't buy a Gravity Feed. But it's well we'll have to wait and see what happens with the game. From what I've also heard and read from my Twitter feed and reading some some of the different sites that report on a lot of the Dice Master's information, it seems like there are some errors in printing in that there are some cards that are maybe listed as common but are uncommon. Maybe a card that is listed as uncommon but's rare. It seems like there were a couple of errors I thought I read on Twitter and people were saying, watch out for these cards. They're actually mismarked. So I'm going to have to maybe take a look into that a little bit more. But if you're opening up cards and trading, definitely pay attention to what you have and definitely pay attention to some of the sites out there and know what you're getting into. Uh, like I said, Constantine seems to be one of the bigger cards because it seems like it's going to be a card that can possibly possibly shut down some of the very early cards possibly from AVX, especially some of the other super rares. So it seems like he is the one that everybody is kind of gunning for right now. So if you have one of those cards and are putting it up on eBay, watch the price because I already seen saw one that was sold for probably a lot less than what they are going to be going for here in the next couple of weeks, especially since it seems like several stores were actually allocated with the content that they received from talking to a couple of different local re- retailers here in the area. So everybody it seems like is really enjoying DC from what I can tell so far. I liked it. I thought a lot of the dice are good. The cards are pretty good. I'm gonna have to look through what I do have. Maybe next week I can maybe pick out some of my favorite dice. It'll be kind of rough since I don't have a full set like I did for D&D to be able to talk about everything. So I'll just have to go off of what I actually have. But from what I saw and what I played, you know, with during during the draft yesterday, it seemed like a pretty good set and I think everybody will be happy with it. Alright, and then one of the other games I played for this week when I went down for board game night, I actually went down to Monday night board game night as I missed pretty much all of last week going down to my local game store because of work. Once again, that ugly work is rearing its head and just causing my getting in my way of gaming, but I was able to get a couple of games in for Roll for the Galaxy. This is a game that I had on my list that I wanted to play. It's basically similar to Race for the Galaxy, but Race for the Galaxy is played with cards and Roll for the Galaxy, as its name would state, is played with dice. I thought the whole dice mechanic worked really well and when you're placing the dice on the board to kind of to kind of prepare for your actions for the round it, i thought it was a really interesting mechanic you basically can put one die on your on your board that's kind of behind your screen and that is the action that you want to happen during the round all your other dice then need to go under the appropriate icons to match the dice that you do put on the board to actually declare for a particular action does not have to match the icon it's sitting on. So it's really interesting. And if you roll certain things, what dice you actually place on the board, as far as what actions you want to happen that t- that turn, and then the other dice can follow beneath there. And then it'll be interesting to see when everybody basically declares what dice they placed on their board, what actual happen- actions occur during that round. So it's a really, really unique, unique mechanic that I thought was pretty cool. And there were a lot of times where, people would stack up maybe three or four dice on one particular action, and nobody actually put a die on that action so that action did not happen, and their dice went back into their cups. We were playing with five people, and I thought with five people it made the game really interesting, as there were still quite a few rounds where not all five actions were actually taking place. So, hence the reason why a lot of people were sometimes just sitting there like, okay, everybody work with me here, and let's see if we can actually, you know, get all of the actions going, and then somebody would everybody would flip up, pull down their screens and actually show what they were going to do for the turn, and, and then you would just hear many sighs and moans and and dice going back into the cups. So the first game definitely was a little bit more of a learning game. I'll say a lot more of a learning game and I believe my strategy for that first game was quite flawed in that I was kind of spreading myself a little too thin. I was trying to put my dice onto developments on the development t- tile as well as the planet tile and towards the end of a after a couple of rounds basically I was kind of rolling one or two dice and I quickly looked at the guy who was teaching the game and I saw, I just looked at him and said yes the strategy I doing here is completely wrong he goes yeah you probably don't want to do that I'm like well live and learn and I could have pulled everybody off of you know one of the locations but I kind of wanted to just tough it out and see what I could actually pull through and and from my original score for that first game it was horrible and I will definitely never do that again the second game I definitely had a much better pattern going I had a nice flow with the dice going it seemed that I was kind of getting into a little bit more of a feeling and a groove with what to do at different turns and when people might be doing different things and I really enjoyed the game so this is the I I'm hoping, is definitely going to hit the table again. It's If you haven't tried it yet, definitely give it a shot. I've, I've heard some really good things about this one from what I've heard from a lot of people who have played Race for the Galaxy as well as Roll for the Galaxy. They definitely say Roll for the Galaxy is quite easier to, easier to learn. I was able to pick it up after, like I said, a couple of rounds, um, but my strategy for that first game pretty much was shot after I had kind of messed up those couple of rounds with the initial strategy I was coming up with. So very good game. If you like rolling dice, this game will definitely scratch that itch. It's very approachable, like I said, so give it a shot. All right, we're going to jump over to a couple of computer games that I played for the week. Well, both computer and console games. So I was able to get back into Elite Dangerous this past week. Elite Dangerous, I finally made it through the training missions. And after spending some time kind of reworking my controls on the 360, I'd like to thank all the YouTube people out there that are posting um, different videos and showing some of their configurations for the 360 controller. I think I pretty much found what kind of works for me. And it's kind of a mixture of of what a couple of different people were doing. I I think I'm a lot more comfortable with flying now and able to pretty much get around. I was able to start traveling to quite a few, to a couple of different planets, and I was able to finish my first mission and basically start learning about the whole trade mechanism that's in this game and basically buying low and selling high, which is what you used to do in the original Elite back when I played that on the Commodore 64, so I was already familiar with that. I can say that trading in Elite Dangerous definitely seems to be much more in-depth than what I remember back from the Elite days of, of ways, you know, years past. It took me a couple of couple of minutes to sit there and just kind of read through the screens and look around and how to search. And, and then, of course, pull out my wife's laptop and sit there and watch a couple of YouTube videos to acquaint myself with some of the different things that were going on. And once I was able to do that, everything kind of became much clearer and was not as hazy or fuzzy. And we were able to get a couple of things done and accomplished. I was able to jump between some planets. I'm still getting the whole jumping and timing down right as when to pull out of the stop, out of the hyperspace. After I watched a video on that, I think I pretty much got that down as well it's how to time that, so right now I can't speak highly enough of this game. The graphics are quite amazing. There was one really interesting bug that it seems to be quite common among people who have some of the newer high-end video cards. I have um, a 970, a GTX NVIDIA 970. It seems like some of the people who possibly have like 970s and 980s, they're running into, into an issue where after you come out of hyperspace, my game screen kind of just went black, and the game minimized itself, and I was not able to basically get the focus of the game to get the focus of the, the computer to go back to the game, basically. No matter what I clicked on, if I tried to open up Task Manager or do anything, the game was kind of still almost overlaid over my screen to where I really couldn't do much, but it was minimized and you could see my desktop, and I basically would just have to kind of almost quit the game or alt F4 out of it to to just get things back to normal. I then found on the forums for Elite, a couple of people had posted that this was kind of common on some of those cards. Several people said the way they fixed it was to actually underclock their video card by maybe about 50 megahertz, which really kind of bummed me out considering how much I have paid for this 970, but when I did download the EVGA utility, since I do have an EVGA video card, downclocking it, underclocking it by 50 megahertz actually did work. I never crashed once and was able to hyperspace quite a bit and do jumps between planets and never had another problem after that, so I'm hoping there's going to be a driver update possibly coming here in the future, although it seems like this issue has been going on possibly for a couple of months from some of the posts that I've seen and the dates that they were actually initially posted. So I'm hoping that we can actually get a fix to this so I can actually play the game and And I don't have to load up a a separate piece of software to underclock and slow down my video card. I was just a little shocked about that, but like I said, once I did get that working, everything seemed to work fine, and the game still looked gorgeous. It seemed to still be running at a really nice frame rate, you know, with some good FPS, so I'm definitely going to be playing that game a lot more this coming weekend. All right, and then on Saturday evening, somehow I was in my living room, and I loaded up the PS3, and I started playing Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment. I think I talked about this game a couple of weeks ago, where I had played through a couple of scenarios. I played through, I think, three scenarios scenario Saturday evening. I think I only have one more to go before I'm completely finished with the game. I will say I am enjoying the game. I can see why this game did get probably mixed reviews. They were kind of middle of the road. Some of the puzzles are really, really great, while others just seem really so convoluted that they just pretty much aren't that fun. Some I even just grabbed my phone real quick and looked him up because I just felt like I was beating my head against the wall and not getting anywhere. And I kind of was just like, let's just see if I can get past this puzzle and what happens next. A couple of the other things I noticed with the game, they tried to mix in a couple of different things besides puzzles, like maybe some dexterity parts. Like there was one scenario where I was trying to walk Sherlock Holmes across like this little rope bridge and you basically had to kind of keep him balanced left and right. It kind of seemed like it was something that was kind of really just thrown in. It really didn't tie into too much of the other, the rest of the game. And there were a couple of things like this I noticed throughout playing the game. Those types of things really just seemed kind of just patched on for lack of a better term. I was kind of disappointed with those things as I'd really like more of the of the mind twisting puzzles and try to do that sort of thing. But some of the and, and the other thing I kind of noticed with the game, some of the scenarios I really seemed to fly through. There were a couple where I finished them fairly quick, and then there was one I think that I played on Saturday that just seemed to take almost probably half of my half of my evening. Whereas the other two I flew through, and I was it. It wasn't that I was doing anything wrong with the scenario or that the puzzles were slowing me down. It just seemed like that scenario just had so much more content to it than some of the other ones. Whereas the a couple of the other ones, I was able to just deduce everything very quickly, figure out who the murderer was, and just basically make a claim and you know I I think actually I was three for three with all of my deductions on Saturday but one of the scenarios that I played I can't remember the name of it it just seemed to just drag on and on and on and when I was finally done with it I was just like oh thank goodness I was just happy it was over I mean I, I don't know if I can recommend the purchasing this game right now it's definitely worth a rental if you like puzzle type games or if you had Sony's PlayStation Plus program which is where I got the game from it's definitely worth giving it a shot it's definitely something that will take you away from some of the first person shooters from some of the role playing games. If you just like some sort of some sort of puzzle game and just kind of like to sit there and think and do that sort of thing for a little bit, this game will fill that niche. But like I said, I don't know if I can recommend going out to purchase this game right now, but it's definitely worth giving it a shot if you like a puzzle game. All right. And then a couple of the other board games that I played for the week, we were able to get in a few games, a few filler games, I'll say. Um, I was able to get in a couple of games of Jaipur where I'm actually starting to finally figure out some pretty good strategy as far as... Playing camels and using the camels more. I've talked about Jayper in a couple of episodes ago, so I'm not going to go into how to play the game. But I actually did just pick up this game at my local game store the other day because my wife saw it. I showed her a video on it, and she said that looked kind of interesting. So we're gonna maybe I'm gonna try to teach that to her and get in get in some games with her. But I'm finally starting to figure out some strategy as far as when to use the camels a lot more because it seemed like in a lot of the games I played before, I really wasn't using my cam- the camels that I had efficiently. Whereas far as taking multiple things off the board and putting camels down as wilds to replace them. I I seem to be doing that a lot more I didn't win I did win one game and the one game I won I won by quite a bit but as far as the two out of three went my good buddy Jack there that was down at the store he beat me quite handily two out of the three games and I was only able to take one from him so he was able to walk away the victor again but we're gonna I'm sure we'll be playing again here soon because that seems to be our nice filler game and then of course we got in a game of Las Vegas a dice game we had five people playing and that game is a blast with five people once again this is a game I played during tabletop day so I'm not going to go into too much talk about that But that will probably be about it for the week. So, a couple of the games that I want to play now Duel of Ages 2 is a game that I had talked about previously. I actually was able to order this game from Cool Stuff Inc. They actually had it in stock. They had a sale on it the other day. So I'm hoping to get a game of that in this weekend. And I wouldn't mind also getting in a game of Elder Tor. We'll have to see on that one. But Duel of Ages 2 is definitely going to be hitting the table. I told my wife already that that is going to be Sunday night's gaming game for the evening. She already said okay. So I will be reading through the, rereading through the rule book on that one to make sure I know that one. Pretty good to be able to teach it to her. And hopefully we can get a game of that and that will be one of the ones I talk about next week. And that'll be it. This is a little shorter of an episode this week than the past couple of weeks since I don't have all of the games to talk about like I did from Tabletop Day. But hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. Send the emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Don't forget to maybe go out to iTunes if you're downloading us on iTunes. Give us some reviews out there. I'd like to see what everybody thinks of how the show's going, and any tips or anything that they'd like to hear in the future. You can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now, our Google Plus page, which is plusgoogle.com slash the plus sign what what i'm playing now podcast and then of course as always our twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what i'm playing now hey everybody thanks for listening i really enjoy that everybody's out there listening and hopefully you like the show like i said send me some emails let me know what you'd like to hear or what you'd like me to talk about as always go play some games send me some emails as always let me know what you're playing now have a good week everybody bye-bye